All right, let me just say the following. A lot of the things that you've said about me on Fish Eyes are completely untrue. But let me say what you've got right. You are correct that I used to have a serious painkiller addiction. However, as of Sunday, the 6th, which would be last Sunday, I have been clean for 11 years, for over a decade. More importantly, why is my past your concern? Why is bringing up my former problem with drugs a relevant matter for what is currently going on in the present or what has recently happened as far back as a year ago to two years ago? Why is something that happened roughly nine years before I was aware of your very existence even connected to this? What makes that particular issue relevant? The answer is, it's not relevant. If someone admits to having had a serious problem, but showing that they've overcome it, that is them sharing their humanity with others, displaying the fact that they indeed have flaws, accept that they have flaws, and are aware of it, and appreciate themselves for their flaws, because they realize that flaws are what make us human. You're the one that's always acting as though they're the second coming of Jesus, babbling and bitching and moaning about things that only they claim someone else has said, but they cannot quote verbatim. If someone says they dislike pedophiles, you change the word pedophile for drag queen when they did not say drag queen. My complaint is not about drag queens. My complaint is about people who happen to prey upon children who pretend to be drag queens to get away with it. There are people who use the status of a protected class to get away with doing things they wouldn't normally do. Now, even though these people are an incredibly small percentage of people in that protected class, people should still be aware of it, and it's up to people in that protected class community to hold these people accountable for their actions, because if people cannot weed through their own community and see the people who are responsible for starting all the shit and boot them out when they realize these people are endangering their livelihood and endangering their safety and potentially causing them to be stigmatized, then who is going to? If the people who live in those communities cannot hold that person accountable, then who will? That's the point I'm trying to make about people like Jessica and Eve and about people like that person who tried to sneak into the changing room who wasn't actually transitioning because they were not actually diagnosed as having gender dysphoria and they were not taking Extradial. Which, if you don't know, is an estrogen tablet. It's designed to essentially, to, it's essentially hormone therapy. Another thing, let me take a sip real quick. And no, I'm not drinking alcohol before you say that. I'm drinking a pina colada flavored Bang energy drink. I have to admit, Bang is actually a pretty good brand. The issue where a burden of proof falls on to someone is based upon their lack of the ability to prove it beforehand. A person is permitted to question and scrutinize and disagree and debate. However, 
if a person's entire argument is, well, you're this particular thing, ergo your debate and your argument are invalid, that doesn't work. That's not the way to really beat someone in an argument, because if you essentially say, herder, you're this thing I don't understand or agree with, ergo you're automatically wrong, that doesn't mean anything. Especially if what you say is patently untrue about them. I mean, you make up things left, right, and center about people that don't agree with you because you can't be bothered to listen to what they say and try to intake any information because it conflicts with your particular view of the world. It's one thing to have your own perspective and have your own ideas and opinions. It's another to immediately believe that your opinions are fact because you're the one that said them to the point to where you'll actually shout down and degrade people for questioning those things. I mean, questioning things is part of being a person. It's part of wanting to know the truth, is asking questions to get to what's really true. As someone who claims they're a reporter, you'd figure you'd be all about getting the truth. But the reality is, you act just like the news networks that you worship and then the news networks that you hate. Is that you intentionally distort things so that one side or the other looks like the victim, and the other side looks like some evil, hostile aggressor that comes out of nowhere to start trouble and cause people to be emotionally destroyed. No. People are simply scrutinizing and disagreeing with the things that you say. And because you simply can't be bothered to accept the fact that people are not obligated to agree with you, and most likely will not agree with you without question, you decide instead to throw tantrums where you essentially copy and paste someone else's audio, but you splice it just enough to try to make it sound compromising. There's nothing compromising about someone simply saying they don't like pedophiles. That's like saying, I support freedom, and someone trying to turn that statement into a negative. And before you say, well, you try to do that to me. No, I don't. There's a difference between being someone who's liberal, who's a moderate liberal, who supports other people's freedom of choice, but at the same time tries to maintain some type of level-headed middle ground. However... People like you are not that, you're not the sensible type of liberal. You're not like the moderate liberal who kind of stands in the middle and listens to both sides and tries to make up their conclusion based upon what they believe is more true. What you do instead is, the moment someone says something you don't agree with, you have an episode. You start having a meltdown. You essentially say that they're not allowed to disagree with you because you say they're not. And that's the thing. You don't scrutinize or critique your own ideas. The only time you seem to really think over anything at all that you believe is after people have lighted fire under your ass about it. And even then, you only seem to reconsider your ideas long enough to try to regroup and do it all over again and just have it blow up in your face for a second time in an even more catastrophic way. I mean, the best way, the best analogy to put it would be like someone's trying to split an atom over and over again, but they keep missing. And then finally, when they get close to splitting the atom, they finally manage to do it. And what happens afterwards is it blows right up in their face and pretty much wipes out five miles in every direction. Now, I know you might be historically illiterate, but let me just lay out some facts for you. Most of the people that you bitch about are not even conservative. They identify themselves as either centrist or liberal. And the reason they don't ident- and the reason people don't identify as conservatives is because most people that you argue with don't really have a whole lot of conservative views. Just because a person believes in the right to assemble and the right to have a militia and the right to bear arms does not mean that they are conservative. It just means that they believe on some of the values the country was initially founded on. 
The right to bear arms was not made so that people could kill each other wantingly. It was made so that the people could rebel against the tyrannical ruler because that's how we ended up getting our independence in the first place was rebelling against a tyrannical overseer. I'm surprised that you don't remember this or you just are selectively ignorant of this fact. I mean, you hate Donald Trump so much. Well, what would you have done if he actually did form an actual authoritarian state where he managed to outlaw free elections and made himself president for life? What would you have done then? Would you have sat there crying into your milk and cookies, bitching and moaning about it, like trying to get people to overturn, trying to like overthrow Trump by screaming at him? Or would you actually try to maybe organize some type of rebellion that can actually maybe go to war and, and try to overthrow Trump? Now, if you were to do that for the sake of argument, the rebellion would be crushed. Speaking as someone who would probably be sitting in the middle, odds are that, per se, like 500 pissed-off people with vagina hats screaming at the top of their lungs about how they want Trump out of office compared to a bunch of crazy rednecks who have essentially spent most of their days polishing their guns and learning how to shoot from over 50 meters with a small weapon. It's safe to assume that the people screaming with the vagina hats on with their cardboard signs and they're screaming about how they want all the people with guns to drop guns so it'll be a fair fight. Odds are they would survive for like about five minutes before all the bullets tear these people to pieces. And honestly, I hope nothing like that ever happens because it's really fucked up to think about and it really kind of upsets me to the thought that that could ever go on where there's actually like another civil war. I would hope that nothing like that ever happens again. Because realistically, wars are really bloody affairs, and I'd rather not have a third war taking place on the country's soil. I mean, we already had the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. The last thing I'd want is, like, the Civil War Part Two, the fight for Trump. Realistically speaking, I'm not really a huge Trump supporter. I agreed with some of his policies, but I did not agree with everything he said or did. That's the thing. Most people that vote for a president don't vote for him because they unilaterally agree with everything the person says. Some of the stuff the person suggests sounds reasonable enough, and that's why people vote for them. I mean, the reason people voted for Joe Biden, it wasn't even because his plan sounded reasonable or well thought out. It's just because they wanted Trump out of office. And here's the thing, people can vote for whoever they want. But when you vote, make sure you're voting for the person for the right reasons. Vote for them because you actually believe they can make a positive change in the country instead of just voting for them out of sheer dislike of the other person. Because if you're voting for someone and just because you dislike the other guy, it says a lot more about you and how you critically think than it says about the people who voted for them because they actually enjoyed and agreed with their statements. And here's the thing. Trump has said some pretty ignorant shit. He was really bad when it came to the coronavirus and how he handled it, mainly because of the fact that the guy was a businessman. He wasn't a politician. He wasn't used to dealing with, like, global pandemic-level threats. This is completely out of his wheelhouse. That's probably one of the major reasons that he was so, pretty much, that's how he was so fucking ambivalent about it, was mainly because of the fact that it took him that long to get around to it. I mean, you're essentially, you were essentially talking about what, the most powerful person in the free world at that given time. And you're trying to make it seem like doing all that would just be like some overnight thing. Like he just snaps his fingers and the virus is gone. Like it takes time to research an, like an actual vaccine. 
You have to go through animal tests and human trials. You have to go through dozens and dozens of clinical tests as well as patenting it and studying it and researching it. You have to have geneticists and virologists breaking down the virus at a protein-based level, looking at the very genome of the virus to sequence the genes to see if they could actually produce them and they could kill the virus inside a living organism. That way the person or animal infected with it can go free without being infected by it further. That's a lot of fucking work. Regardless of how much money you put into it, there's only so many hours in a day, and a person can only go so long without sleep. That's the kind of problem. Like if you were to make a, if you were to try to make one of these scientists go for like days without sleep, they'd finally just fucking crash. They wouldn't be able to get shit done because they'd be so worried about trying to stay awake that they wouldn't be able to concentrate on the task because they'd be struggling to stay awake. That's the issue with that. Now let me talk about my thoughts on gun rights. I think that we need mental health evaluations. I think that people should be tested for violent behaviors. If a person has like severe violent behaviors to the point to where they are actually deemed a threat by the state, by an actual licensed psychologist, then yeah, they should not be allowed to have a gun. However, if it's a regular law-abiding citizen who's done nothing to anybody, whose only real crimes have been things that other people have tried to do to them, and they have no prior... There's no prior cause to believe that they could even be remotely dangerous, then their rights should not be restricted. That's the thing you seem to neglect is the fact that a lot of the people that have shot people in mass, like a lot of the crazy mass shooter motherfuckers, they weren't random people that decided just to wake up one day. It's not like the gun was whispering in his ear, shoot him, shoot him all, shoot. That's not what a gun does. A gun is an object, just like how a knife is an object. Intent is what decides its use, not the object itself. I mean, odds are a person would use a knife as a, like, I use a gun as a hammer to bang a nail into a board if they had, like, no other options. That's the thing. Like, the person decides how the item is used, not the other way around. Like, there are plenty of people who own guns who don't kill anybody. In fact, let me just Google something real quick. Use my state. Let's see. In Michigan, there are 65,742 registered guns of this year. All right, let's see here. As opposed to gun deaths in Michigan this year. Let's take a look here. That there have been less than, let's see here, hmm. 
Yeah, so my state isn't even in like the top 10 people with the most gun deaths. But it's not in the lowest, but it's not in the top 5 lowest either. So essentially mine's like in a middle. It's in a mediary thing. It's not high or low. It's sitting in the middle. However, if I am to use this graph properly, there have been roughly 2,400 deaths due to gun violence. But that's compared to 65,742 registered firearms in the state of Michigan. Think about that for a minute. That's less than 10% of the people who own guns killing people. Which means there's no point in trying to threaten people with the thought of having some of their rights restricted if so few people are actually under a legitimate threat. I mean, realistically speaking, according like in the United States, we have over 500 million registered guns. This is a cumulative number combined from every state. Now, going by that figure... You notice how we don't see 500 million people getting shot because most people that own a gun will never kill anyone or at least will try their hardest to never have to kill anyone because when you take a life, it's never as simple as I want to do it. It's like, okay, is my life currently under threat? Is the life of someone I care about under threat? Is there an alternative? Is there a way to either get away or barricade the door to hold these people off while the police arrive? If there isn't, you may be forced to shoot someone. It's an unfortunate reality that you can't just get away from. It's a horrible thing to have to take a human life. However, if your own life is under threat and you know for a fact that you will die if you do not fight back, you may have to use lethal force. And it's unpleasant. It's not fun. Believe me, it's never a good thing to realize that you've essentially cut someone out of existence. But the fact is, it's necessary in a situation where you believe that your life and the life of someone that you care about is actually under legitimate threat. I mean, this person wasn't walking into someone's house to say hello. They were breaking down the door with the intention of hurting someone inside the building. And you're fully aware of the context behind this. I've explained this to you before, numbnuts. But let me explain it to you again. This person had a bad leg. We were three to six miles away from the nearest town. The woods were rough and broken terrain I was not familiar with. These people, however, were extremely familiar with the terrain and could easily have cornered me or trapped me somewhere in the woods, potentially killing me there or even hurting both me and this person in the woods where we'd have less likely of an opportunity to be able to reach a phone to call 911. Not to mention the fact that due to the house's relocation, it would have taken 10 to 15 minutes for law enforcement to arrive. By then, either one of us or both of us would have been dead. But remember, ignore that big-ass fucking issue there. Like, do you think the cops are going to teleport there? Do you think they're just going to, like, kung lao themselves through the fucking floor, just warp through the fucking floor with a razor-rimmed hat ready to stop the person that broke into the house? I mean, it would be cool if they could just get to where they need to be instantaneously, but realistically, the world doesn't work like that. It's not a fucking cartoon. This isn't a fucking comic book where Superman bursts through the door to save the day just in time. Unfortunately, in some occasions, people don't get there when they need to be. And here's the thing. Hiding would only work if the person was capable of moving fast enough to hide. But we're talking about someone who had a bum leg that was in a leg brace. This person wouldn't even be able to properly move themselves, let alone try to squeeze into a tight space. And realistically, what are these people going to do? Search the house. 
They're going to search under the beds and closets and the cabinets. They're going to look everywhere they can that a person might be able to hide. Because realistically speaking, it's quite obvious that a person with a bum leg wouldn't be able to sneak out of the fucking house. And I sure as fuck wasn't going to leave this person behind there to try to fend these people off by themselves. I mean, you intentionally misrepresent a situation. Here's the thing. I wasn't even the one that shot them. Only one of them was shot. The other one had a steak knife buried in their torso by yours truly. And it wasn't because I wanted to. It was because I was struggling for my very life. I was fighting to live. They were fighting to kill me. And if you say that other people have the right to live, does that mean that their right to live immediately overwrites my right to defend myself in a situation where they are actively trying to take my life? I mean, really, where do you draw the line? Is self-defense only warranted in a situation where you approve of it? Or is self-defense warranted in the situation where you are actively aware that there is a credible and very real threat to your life currently ongoing in a situation that you're un- that's unfolding as you're there? I mean, really, answer the question. Don't give me some bullshit rebuttal where it's like, well, you know, re. I mean, actually answer the fucking question. Is self-defense only permitted in a, in a criteria where you will say it's permitted? Or is it permitted when someone's immediately threatened? Tell me. Where do you draw the line between self-defense and killing someone? For no reason. I mean, you're pretending like this person was just walking down the street and I just, like, popped out of a bush and got him. No, he, this person was actively trying to harm me first. Self-defense is defense of self. Defense of your right to live. Defense to yourself and defense of your being. By all means, like, you have the right to defend yourself against someone that's actually physically in your home trying to kill you. Nobody has the right to do that to you unless you yourself have approached them with the intent to harm them first. That's what you don't seem to fucking understand. You seem to only approve of certain things when it fits a particular way. Like Apparently, to be counting as self-defense, it has to fit into a very small marginal box that you want to assign to people. And if it doesn't fit within that exact box, you call them a murderer, you call them a serial killer, you call them all this crazy crap. Because, for whatever reason, if you can't paint the other guy as the worst evil sack of shit supervillain imaginable, your brain completely just shits itself and blows itself in backwards out of your head. Now, let me talk about my views on gay rights, since you seem to have things completely twisted and snapped in half. I have never once opposed equal rights for people who aren't gay, bisexual, lesbian, or transgender, or pansexual. In fact, none of those things have even remotely been my concern. They've never been something that I've actually stopped to even really say anything negative about. Because I legitimately don't mind these people having equal rights. In fact, I've openly endorsed their equal rights. I'm friends with three openly gay men who have actually admitted to being gay. But remember... They don't agree with you, so they can't be gay, because you're the one that decides who's gay or not. Which I don't understand that. How the fuck can you decide if someone's gay or not? Just like, how how can you decide if someone's trans or not? Why, why, why does a person's orientation or gender identity have to only be true or valid if it happens to, if it happens to fit your ideas? Why can't they be someone who happens to be gay who disagrees with you? Or happens to be trans who disagrees with you? 
Why are these people not allowed to disagree with the things you say based upon their orientation or their gender identity? Why is it that they're not allowed to have opinions of their own? I thought being liberal was all about freedom of choice and choosing what you want to believe. But at the same time, when people choose to believe differently than you, you immediately discredit who they are as a person, even going so far as to discredit their sexual, their sexual preference and even attack them for it at times. I mean, the weird thing is you seem to have this like bullshit delusion in your head that all straight people hate gay people, which is completely untrue. You seem to think that cisgender people all hate transgender people in your own little mind. And you seem to think that all gay people and all straight people are enemies with each other. That's completely untrue. The only people who legitimately dislike the gay community are people like the Westboro Baptist Church, who I have openly mocked and insulted for their insane batshit views. Not to mention the fact that a lot of the gay people whose funerals they protested were military veterans, people who served in the military who happened to be gay, who died on the battlefield, unfortunately. And the thing is, though, you shit on our veterans, so doesn't that mean you're on the same kind of coin that they are, except instead of shitting on them because they happen to be gay, you're shitting on them because they happen to be servicemen or servicewomen, which is ironic as hell, considering the fact that you claim to be all about gay rights, but you're willing to shout down and shit on gay people who just happen to not agree with your idea of politics. Which makes no sense. You seem to think that you can decide who's gay or not, or you can decide who's trans or not, which is completely... It's its messed up, really. Because you're, you're, you're pretending to be like the gatekeeper, the arbiter of who is and who is not this orientation or this gender, which makes no sense. And before you say, well, you don't believe I'm transgender, well, the reason I don't believe that is because for the longest time... You didn't say shit about that until you started getting heat from people about the shit you were pulling. And then next thing you know, it was like every other day you were like throwing it in people's face like you were trying to make them remember something that they'd forgotten about. Because you kept making it about that. More importantly, if you're transgender and you're attracted to men and women, then you're bisexual but if you're transgender and you're attracted, if you're attracted specifically to men, then you'd be considered a heterosexual transgender woman. However, if you are a transgender, if you are transitioning from male to female and you have like a distinct attraction to women, then you'd be a trans lesbian. So which is it? I just don't understand because you seem to change. Like your orientation goes like a light switch. Now, if you're pansexual, that's one thing, because it means that you're attracted to men and women equally, and you don't necessarily see gender as a particular, like, as a particular distinction in terms of preferences. The reason I know that is because my friend Dan is someone who's pansexual. But the fact is, a lot of what you're saying makes no sense, because you seem to change a lot of what you believe overnight. It's like you keep finding out that you're not liberal enough for yourself, so you keep becoming more liberal in your own view to the point to where you don't even know what your real identity is. Like, I have a question, though. Like, what made you become a liberal? Did you just hear one day that someone was racist and you just saw a televangelist on TV at, a, like, a much earlier stage in your life 
and you just decide, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna commit myself to constantly being the person who's always saying no you to the point to where my entire existence is turned into a giant gag. I mean that doesn't sound like a very fun way to live to me. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like a very fun way to exist at all when essentially all you're doing is looking for reasons to complain about people varying from your point of view to the point to where you're willing to, like, mob people's workplaces and try to have them fired and stuff like that. That doesn't sound like a fun way to live to me. It sounds like a miserable fucking existence when all you do is needlessly obsess about the concept of being up someone's ass trying to get their life destroyed all because they just happen to not agree with you. And that's the thing I don't understand. As someone who claims to be liberal, you claim to be all about freedom of expression. You claim to be all about freedom of speech and freedom of opposing ideas. But the fact is, when your ideas are challenged, you're immediately willing to double back on those beliefs and immediately contradict those things just to try to get someone removed from a platform because their views and their opinions of you are inconvenient for you. No one's made anything up about you because there's no point in making anything up about you. No one has anything to gain. There's never been gain involved in this at any point. The fact that people don't talk about you should be a big indication that people just simply don't care. I mean, right now even, the only reason I bring you up, the only reason I mention you directly on this fucking platform I currently occupy is because you keep talking about me when I simply go without mentioning you for a long period of time. I'll upload old videos only to preserve a record of things that have happened because I want there to be some type of story loosely able to be assembled from the videos that were able to be preserved and recorded. However, you don't want there to be the whole story. You only want your side of the story to be heard. I actually encourage people to look at both sides of the story and look at who they believe more. That's the difference between me and you. I encourage people to examine both sides of every argument, think critically, examine every little bit of evidence that can be gathered from both sides, and make your conclusion based upon what sounds more true to you. And that's why most people don't agree with you. It's because at the end of the day, when someone looks at both sides of the argument, I may sound antagonized and a little bit pissed off, but you sound fucking nuts. That's the the difference between someone who's like, yeah, he's a little loud, he's a little obnoxious, but he's right. And then they're saying, holy shit, this motherfucker's insane. That's the difference. Because the person who acts crazy is going to be the one that's a lot less likely to be taken seriously because they're essentially babbling out of their ass telling themselves that they're the next genius who's going to solve the world's problems. By the way, you keep saying we are not we were not created for this. We were not created for that. Are you a creationist or do you believe in evolution? Like what what exactly do you believe caused the world to be? Because there are times where you'll say that you believe in a god and there are times where you say that you believe in evolution. You contradict yourself. It's like your point of view changes every other day. Instead of being an agnostic where you believe there could be something out there, you speak like a Christian who believes there's a God, or you speak like an is like a Muslim who believes in Allah. And before you say, "Why are you talking bad about Muslims?" No, I'm using it as an example as a religion who believes there is some type of divine creator. Before you start screaming Islamophobe because it's what retard ideologues like you do. 
the only point I'm bringing up here is the fact that you talk like you believe there is some sort of divine creator. And then right afterwards, you double back over it like you have no idea what you just said and how it massively conflicts with a lot of the stuff you've said before. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is the fact that you'll say one thing and then you'll immediately backpedal the fuck over it and say something entirely different just to later contradict yourself a third time when you immediately reiterate what you said in the first place despite the fact that the second time you spoke, you completely contradicted it. So it's like you say something, you contradict it, then you double back over the contradiction just to contradict it again. That's what confuses me, because instead of being like point A to point B, like, here's what I believe, and here what, here's what supports that belief, it's, here's what I believe, now tell me I'm right. And no one's going to. Because if you essentially just say what you believe with nothing to really add credibility to it, no one believes you. And the reason no one believes you is because when people ask you for proof, you simply say, listen to what I said a minute ago. And when people do, they can't take your word at face value because no one that thinks critically should take anyone's word at face value. That's why I encourage people to listen to both sides because I want people to have a healthy discussion. I want people to think for themselves. I want people to ask questions. I want people to look at things and examine every fucking thing that goes on to determine who is right and who is wrong. But you don't like that. And the reason I can say you don't like that is because you have a long and sorted track record of copyright claiming people's videos under false and dubious pretenses just to get people's content removed because you don't like what they say about you. I mean, you straight up pulled one of your religious texts off Amazon because I pointed out the fact that it was massively contradictory in how it was written and constructed. And it sounded really, really fucking culty because it seemed like you were just mentioning, well, Athampha is not trying to be better than Christianity. Meanwhile, you make like a two and a half paragraph long page about why it is that people that are conservative, which would mostly be Christians or Catholics, are fucking evil and that they're the, they're the creations of the devil and shit. And at the same time, people are supposed to take that shit seriously and believe this is the works of a person who's not mentally fucked up. I'm sorry, but no one's going to believe that because the first thought that someone has when someone says some shit like that and believes it wholeheartedly is that that motherfucker is nuts. More importantly... I don't understand why the hell it is you use, like, they're the creations of the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. Um, the devil is not real, you fucking retard. The devil is a metaphor for the darker side of human nature, the darker side that every human being is capable of exhibiting. That's what it is. It's meant as a metaphor, an interpretation for what people are capable of as opposed to what they don't do. That's the difference. You're so fucking stupid, you take a metaphor that was established millennia ago to exemplify a personification of human beings' darkest nature, and you immediately try to use that as a way to say that everyone else is an evil piece of shit because they don't agree with your psychotic ramblings. You sound like a fucking nut. You really do. Because essentially you're saying that anyone at all that's conservative is automatically like some demon-worshipping nutbag. <laughs> right. So anyone with all that disagrees with you is automatically the same thing as some fucking asshole walking around in a black robe sacrificing people on an altar. When really they're just simply saying, I disagree with you and here's why. 
And even people that don't identify as conservative are conservative to you because your mind is so colossally screwed up that you believe that anyone at all that remotely varies from your particular view of politics is automatically conservative. Here's the thing. Politics is like a color slider. There's a red side and a blue side, and in between the two, there's a purple side. And and in the purple side, kind of in the middle, there's a little white side that's kind of like split in half where people that are apolitical stand. I stand right at the middle. I stand right at the middle between that little multicolor section where the red and blue collide right before the white part begins because I'm a centrist. Centrism means you take sides from liberal and conservative views and you're trying to hybridize them in a way that's sensible and reasonable and also responsible and safe. That's why I support the Second Amendment, but I'm pro-choice. That's why I support capitalism, but I'm pro-marijuana legalization. That's why I support raising the minimum wage, but I also support things that would include increasing revenue so that those businesses could survive without having to raise taxes. All these little things interconnect to create a lot more of a diverse system of beliefs other than just liberal or conservative. The fact that you've essentially polarized yourself into one particular spot because you don't think critically says more about you than it does about the people you oppose. Because the problem is you're not thinking critically. You're not questioning what people are telling you in the news. You're swallowing the news wholeheartedly, believing every fucking word of it. And that's why you're so paranoid and freaked out about everything. Is because every time you turn on the fucking TV or turn on your phone to check CNN, it's always some stupid fucking asshole sitting there at the fucking desk telling you that people are coming to fucking get you. Telling you that there's wars breaking out in the streets. Telling you that there's race riots going on. When really it's just a bunch of people trying to create fucking hysteria so that they can make you hate people that you don't like. That's what it's always been. The news has always been a fucked up thing designed to make you hate people for no fucking reason. That's what the news has always been. It's always been two different sides of asshole trying to vibe for control over the common people in the country. That's why I don't trust the mainstream news. Because it's just a bunch of dicks trying to control you to make you hate people you don't fucking know. The reason I dislike you, it's not because Fox News told me to... It's because I had a bunch of legitimate bad run-ins with you that make me legit that make me genuinely not like you as a person because you're just a genuinely shitty human being. And again, when I talk about you, I talk about you specific. It's you. Just you. No one else that identifies any spot in that camp you put yourself in fits into that category if I address you on fish eyes by name. The reason I have an issue with you using my legal name is because you're doing it on purpose. You're trying to use my legal name so that people will track me down in real life and fuck with me because you think that anyone takes you seriously who doesn't just laugh at you and call you a nut. Yeah, you can go ahead and try that. I'll tell you what, why don't you print out some fucking flyers with the five cents you've got from sucking people off in an alleyway and just start going to Kinko's, just print a whole bunch of flyers and just watch a bunch of people show up and just start asking me questions. I start mentioning, answering questions and showing them some stuff. And they'll just simply say, yeah, well, this guy sounds like a fucking lunatic. Sorry for the inconvenience. Have a nice day. And that's exactly how that kind of shit really goes. Because if people actually start asking around, it's you that's going to look like the idiot. 
So I encourage you to do something really fucking dumb that will make everyone in their mother point and laugh at you, especially me. Because you seem to be particularly good at making yourself look fucking stupid.